welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Jessica, I will be hosting you today, and we're welcoming back um, an author of uh, thrillers. This is your second, correct? The third, actually. The third. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I know. Uh, no worries. The, the The last one we did um, was um, the. I think the perfect escape is the one. The that, perfect escape. We, the perfect yeah. escape. I wanted to say the great escape, but that is actually an amusement park upstate like near Lake George, I think, in New York, Yes, for those who are not in New York. Um, what was your first book? How did I miss all that? The all the Broken People. Yes, um, it okay. It was also set upstate, but it did come out like June, like June 2020, so it was a wild time for books. Yeah, <laughs> it that came out right in the middle of special. everything. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. But laughs> it really this- was. Leah Conan, um, welcome back. Uh, why don't you tell us about this new book and um, what it is about? So You Should Have Told Me uh, follows Janie, who is a new mother. Her baby is about six weeks old, and she's definitely struggling uh, with caring for an infant. And, you know, she kind of opens up to her partner about how hard it is and how she's really you know, having a difficult time of it. And so he very helpfully says, why don't you go sleep in the guest bedroom tonight? Why don't you catch up on sleep? I'm going to do all the feedings tonight. Um, and hopefully you'll, you know, feel better in the morning. And she wakes up at 3 a.m. and her baby is screaming and her partner has disappeared. Um, and then, you know, basically she's kind of having to put the pieces back together uh, while she's trying to care for this baby and then, of course, to add fuel to the fire, it turns out that her boyfriend was at uh, a bar, you know, the night that he was supposedly supposed to be taking care of their baby. And this at this bar, she finds out a woman uh, has been murdered there that night. So it's kind of a mix of like this domestic intensity of what is going on with my partner, like, how can I how could I thought I have known someone and I don't. And also this murder investigation um, for this woman. I liked it. And I love that it's set in that early time of um, motherhood, which, and you're actually one of many authors I've had on here before where we've discussed how terrifying motherhood in general is. And especially for, um, you know, that first, those first, few weeks for somebody who's new to this and is sort of trying to figure out where everything uh fits because your life is completely different and everyone expects you to glow that's the other thing exactly i think people expect you to be super positive um to just be you know it's a blessing what's happening to you and of course you love your child um but i think it's a really scary time for a lot of people a lot of women and I think it's just it's there's so much that you're already naturally worried about you're worried about the baby sleeping and the baby being safe when they're sleeping and if they're getting enough food and and gaining weight and and healthy and all these things and then so to me if you layer on this other worry about who is your partner how did I not how did I think I knew this person and maybe I don't and then also 
what is going on with this murder investigation? Who is this woman? I think you kind of have this perfect storm of, of all these different things happening. And I think it's just a, to me, it was a, I wanted to see more um, portrayals of early motherhood, like honest portrayals. Uh, So, you know, I felt like I wanted to write that. So, okay. So Janie, um, she's not married, but she's partnered with this um, man, Max, who used to be a musician. He's from a family that is um, different from hers. Um, She has a different relationship with her mother and, you know, his family seems very well to do. And he has this childhood friend, Liana, who is also part was part of the band is part of the band that he was part of and um sort of is like a package deal with max and they're they're like almost on like a retreat like a first few weeks retreat uh when you start the story right uh why did you decide to set it in the kingston area so i so we um my family and i have a weekend place in, we live in Brooklyn, but we have a place in, um, near Woodstock, uh, New York. And we kind of did the same thing. We, you know, when we had our daughter, we, you know, we, you know, we met friends and family and stuff in Brooklyn. And then we just felt like it's going to be so much easier and more pleasant to take our leave, um, upstate where there's, you know, you can breathe and there's not so much noise and, there's laundry in your house instead of like, you know, five blocks away. So um, I like, I mean, first of all, I love to set books in this area, but I also love to set books that kind of chronicle people who are outsiders. So I didn't want them to just live there. I wanted them to kind of be out of their element. So I thought having them naturally away from their networks um, and up at this like idyllic place that wasn't turning out to be so idyllic for either of them was kind of a way to just up the isolation and the intensity and all those things that I think most new parents are going through anyway, but to like really, really crank it up to 11. Yeah, no, that was good. And like, what was kind of interesting about it is so Janie has like kind of a past, um, you know, she's not working right now um and she has uh, past work friends who she's sort of allowed to kind of go by the wayside for reasons of her own but um new york is kind of a uh small area and it seems like when a place gets trendy like everybody decides they're going to start going there so like where you wouldn't necessarily hear of people being like, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go uh, to, to the Kingston area, for instance, to live, you know, or we're going to go to the Kingston area for a vacation, maybe like 15 years ago, when something gets hot, everybody's like, yeah, this is where we're going. So she, she is away from her network. But like when Max disappears, um, and all she has is Max's family and Liana, which, you know, I mean, she wants to be, you know, to get their support. There, the others who were her network are also sort of knocking on her door. Um, and she has this baby, Freya, by the way, which I love the name. <laughs> Was, so, is that you? You're from Brooklyn. Are there a lot of uh, babies that are Freya in Brooklyn? I just, just curious. I, I don't know any, but it doesn't sound. It sounds like it fits. <laughs> um, you know, like I live in. We live in Park Slope and it, if my I best met, friend lived there for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. 
if I met a Freya, I would not be surprised, I guess, like at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you hit it on the head. Like it is a super, that whole, the, the Catskills right around the area is super trendy right now. And I think, especially after the pandemic, more and more people just kind of fled there because it's really not that far from the city. It's a couple of hours. So I, I like, I, I like that juxtaposition of, of people who are originally from a place and then people who are coming in and the people who are visiting. And I think it's always interesting to explore that kind of push pull when you have a place that's not a big city, but is so influenced by a city nearby. Um, and I think, you know, it's like, I remember, I mean, this is years ago, but I remember going up to, I was in Woodstock one weekend and I just went out, we went out to brunch and it's like, I ran into my boss who was just, you know, having brunch at the same spot. He didn't even live there. He just was up with his family for a couple of days. And I think it, you know, especially in New York city, it's like so big, but you have these pockets in the tri-state area where people tend to, to go on the weekends. So you do run into people. Yeah, I remember a few years ago, Beacon was really, really hot. Yeah, Beacon had its, I remember that too, like everyone talking about Beacon. Yeah, um, but anyway, um, so I, I liked, I just like the structure of the story. I like that it was set in Brooklyn. Um, I liked the whole thing, like the dynamic with, you know, Janie has a very different relationship with her parents than Max does. Um why did you want to um, decide, like, why did you decide to, you know, craft that? I think it's very natural. I like it. But uh, w was it very clear in your head that they were just going to relate to their parents very differently? Yeah. So I, th I think so much of this book is about um, both identity, but also about what family looks like and what that means. And I think in Janie's case, you know, even though they aren't married yet, um, they are partners and they have this child and she's just kind of been absorbed into Max's world. Like Liana, his best friend growing up is one of her best friends now. And she feels this kind of safety and security with his parents that, that she really never kind of felt with her own. And so I think when Max does disappear and she starts to learn things from his parents and from Liana that she didn't actually know about, uh, but they knew all along. I think it really, it shakes her even more than if she hadn't had a really close relationship with them, because it's kind of that interesting thing where when you do have like an adopted family like that, it feels like your family, but you don't have the same history as you do with, with your your own family. So there's a lot of exploration of what what family even means and how to kind of create your own and what that can mean for you. Yeah, I agree and I think, you know, especially nowadays when people are living further away from where they grew up for instance or just the way that we communicate is different and also post COVID. Um, you know, it's either like people had gotten super close or a lot of people just kind of let relationships, even family, fall away. 
Um, I, I, I really liked that. It rang true. Um, also, I think like sometimes, depending on what your relationship is with your own parents, like when you first meet your significant other's parents, not everybody, but some people romanticize it and they're just like, oh, they're so, you know, this with my partner, they, they never do this. And this is what annoys me about my parents. And then as you grow and learn, sometimes you're just like, oh, they're not perfect either. Um, yeah. Exactly. And I think you can really seek out and uh, gravitate towards things that you felt were lacking in your own, your own family of origin. And so for Janie, she feels this pull of financial security that Max's family has. And to her, that's just, that's everything because she grew up without it. So I think because of that, she actually is blind to some of the things that are going on because she does feel secure with them. And, you know, the money, as it turns out, can can be good and can be helpful. But in this specific story, it can also cause its own problems. And I think that's part of what she comes to realize. Yeah, definitely. And um, the relationship between Max and Liana, I just kind of wanted to throw that in there really quickly. There's a lot more to the story because, you know, he does, he is caught up in this murder investigation, which we haven't even really talked about. Uh, but I feel like if we do, it'll just sort of open up twists and turns that the <laughs> off that you know that like the reader really probably should start following when they read the book totally um, but you know like having max have his best friend be a really beautiful woman who he was in a band with that was a really interesting addition i had so much fun with the character of liana and i think when I was in my 20s, I was living in um, in Brooklyn, but in Williamsburg specifically, and there was just there was just a lot of bands around playing all the time and socializing and all that, and it was fun to kind of have a window into that world, and I I had a lot of fun channeling that for Max and Liana, but I think there's so something so interesting about playing with a trope because you know you. See you meet her and you immediately think like, oh, the best, you know, the beautiful best friend who's never been, you know, married or in a really super serious relationship herself and they're joined at the hip and they do all these things together. And so I think any reader is going to have all these natural suspicions. And so something I wanted to play with in the book without giving too much away is just is turning some of that on its head and, and looking at you know, being able to let Liana come into herself as a character and, you know, maybe there are reasons to suspect her and maybe they're not, I don't want to give anything away, but I didn't want it to just be this. I wanted her and Janie to, to have a genuine friendship. I didn't want it to be this jealousy thing um, that you can kind of so frequently see in relationships like that. Yeah, that was really refreshing. I was really happy because when she showed up at first, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm just like, oh, no, actually, we're not going in that direction. And I <laughs> so I can applaud the author in person. Good job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So one more thing I kind of wanted to talk about um, is children's bands that are kind of trendy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Because that's a thing now. I uh, mean, like, when, when I was a kid, like, you didn't, you know, like, know. it was like, you have Raffi, and you're just like, oh, my God. You know, like, na nowadays, I'm like, oh, really? You know, I I'm just going to play the Foo Fighters for my kids and hope for the best. But there is this trend of, like, hipster bands for kids. It's hilarious. I, um, <laughs> I mean, it's a very small part of the book, but one of the opening scenes, yes, is them, Max and Janie at this concert. Um, and what Max points out is that this, this, this children's concert and what he points out is that it's actually the same people from this band that he and Janie used to see, um, you know, all the time. And it was one of their favorites. And, and I think it's so funny because I mean, especially again, being in Park Slope, I do see a lot of that. Like you see a lot of these, these, you know, bands that found kind of found a niche um, doing this children's music and there is a need for it because people want, I think they want more options than, than maybe what, uh, you know, like what our parents could play for us growing up. Um, so I think it's kind of just a fun and funny thing to explore. And another one of those things that kind of adds this layer of kind of the Brooklyn parenting scene to the whole book. So are you um, working on another book? Yes, I am like revising it right now. Um, and it's super fun. Uh, it's also, it's like influenced a little bit about um, parenthood, uh, but it focuses basically on these two friends who meet um, at a playground in Brooklyn and they both have toddlers and they kind of become close friends fast. And then it, it starts to look like one of the women maybe isn't who she says she is. Uh, and so it's, it's kind I of love everything about it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's exploring. I think, you know, when you're in that, that stage of parenthood and you are making friends through your children, you can get so close to people without actually knowing a whole lot about them. And I think that's just such a fascinating thing. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It um, it was partially inspired by uh, the Patricia Highsmith novel Strangers on a Train. So so as I pitched nice. it, it's like I, I had a feeling when you started talking, I'm like, oh, is this gonna be like a Strangers on the Train? Because that would be awesome. It's I pitched it as um, it's Strangers on a Train, but the train is a Park Slope playground. Nice. <laughs> and, and everything ends up unfolding in upstate New York where um, basically the women meet in Brooklyn, but then uh, a few months go by and they reconnect in uh, Woodstock, except for this time, one of the women is using a completely different name and has a completely different family. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so cool. It's, it's really exploring, like what is going on with her and what does this friendship mean? And, you know, of course, this is one of my books. Everyone has their own secrets and <laughs> their own things going on in the past. Wow. I love it. I have to ask, did you watch Do Revenge, which is like an homage to nineties. Um, it, it was like an homage to nineties teen movies, but it was also kind of like strangers on a train at the same time. I didn't, but I should definitely check it out. It's, 
like one of those things, like listeners, um, if you are a fan of uh, movies like Clueless and pretty much like every 90s teen movie, this movie, it has Maya Hawk, and I, I'm trying to remember what her name is. Um, I have to, I have to, uh, to look it up. Um, she plays Veronica in um, Riverdale, but basically there's this, um, they're, they're in this like elite school and they, one of them, her boyfriend like releases a video of them. Um, oh yes. Okay. So it's, um, it is Camilla Mendez and uh, Maya Hawk. And um, Maya Hawk shows up and she's kind of like this rebel outcast and her ex-girlfriend goes to the school and they decide they're going to humiliate each other's exes. But then there's other stuff that happens and Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, Love it's, it. Like, it's super. My, my husband was like, this is really bad and derivative. And I'm like, it's not bad. It's derivative. Sure. I'm like, but it knows what it's doing and it's doing totally. it really, really well. So totally. um, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, last strangers on a train adaptation i saw which was kind of fun so i'm excited for yours that sounds great thank you is it called strangers on a playground oh my god <laughs> should you be titling my books it is not but maybe we should explore that, <laughs> that doesn't even sound like, come on. <laughs> um, yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it <laughs> i don't have a fine i'm not sure if our title is final yet so i don't have something to share quite yet but we should get there soon and right. i will share well, well, if you if it is strangers on a playground, just think Syosset Library. Yeah, I will. You will be credited in the acknowledgement. <laughs> and, and, and if it isn't, I highly, <laughs> highly uh, agree that that shouldn't be the title. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Leah Conan. Um, it was wonderful having you back. I certainly hope to see you again next year. Yeah, seriously, I love. Um love libraries and love that you do this. And it's just so great to have these awesome conversations. Fabulous. Once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Library, uh, Turn the Page podcast. Our guest today was Leah Conan. And we are going to close this chapter. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.